All right, so welcome everyone back to the Pulse Podcast. It's been a while, but as per usual, my name is Jeff Frost. It's still my name, and I'm still a third-year resident in physical medicine and rehabilitation. Today, I'm joined by Mr. Harry Gray. Harry, do you want to introduce yourself? Thank you very much, Jeff. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm the executive director of the Resident Doctors of BC. Been here now for almost two years, and I hope we can spend some time today talking about negotiations. Exactly. If Harry's here, that means we're talking about negotiations. Last time we spoke, we made a really great, a well-received YouTube video, I think I can say, all about our preparations for the negotiations process. But before we dive into it, maybe I can give everyone at home listening a quick overview. So if you don't already know, the Resident Doctors of BC is the union that represents residents here in British Columbia, and we are in the process of renegotiating our collective agreement with our employer. You can think of it as the province of British Columbia, but the technical arm of the province that's our our employer is the Health Employees Association of British Columbia, or HEABC. So we're going to be talking about HEABC in this podcast. RDBC, ourselves, are renegotiating our contract with HEABC, so that means how you get paid and the rules around your workplace are being renegotiated right now. So it's kind of exciting times. It's, it means a lot for you on a day-to-day basis as a resident. I think that's fair to say right here. Absolutely. Um, it's a, a fundamental to a lot of the things that happen during residency, whether that's how much you get paid or how call works or uh, how much time you get off and uh, or for those people that are going to have uh, a family, how much time you get off to have a family. Yeah, exactly. So it really kind of governs our lives. So Harry, I was hoping maybe you could just walk us through, before we even talk about negotiations, just what preparation we as an organization did getting ready for this big deal. So thanks, Jeff. We have spent an awfully long time getting ready, and and I'm actually uh, very satisfied and and happy with where we have uh, come to in our preparations. We actually started back um, in November of 2017, so well over a year ago. What we started with was um, five surveys in total. The first four were to ask uh, residents about various aspects of the collective agreement. Um, and we did uh, got some very good information back from them. Uh, quite high participation rates, Jeff. Um, we uh, the reason we sent out those multiple surveys was so that the, each survey itself would be quite short. And as a result of that, we were getting a response rate of about 300 um, residents for each one of the surveys. So I think we got a really good sampling of of what people were thinking about the survey. Um, so that was uh, four about four surveys about the portions of the agreement, and then the fifth one was one uh, asking residents what their priorities were. Um, so that's uh, the five surveys that we sent out. We then hired a, a law student. Um, so, uh, she was in between her second and third year of law school, which is uh, her final years. Um, and uh, she did an awful lot of research for us in the time that she was here. And we also took the input from staff members, and we kind of put that all together. Uh, and that all of those items uh, combined turned out to be about 65 topic areas that we had identified. Um, now, that's uh, far too many topic areas to, to take to a bargaining table. So uh, with the help of the bargaining team, and I should just pause there, as you recall, Jeff, we um, sought uh, applications from the membership for uh, people to join the bargaining team, and I, I'm, we've been fortunate in the people that uh, put their hands up to join us. 
Um, they're all third-year residents, um, and that was a little bit uh, of good luck and a little bit by design. We wanted to make sure that we had a very broad range of disciplines being represented, but also we wanted to make sure that uh, people had gone through enough of their residencies so that they had a, a good view of the things that um, were were taking place in the residency. So in all, we got um, four residents on the bargaining committee. Uh, yourself, uh, as you say, you're in uh, physiatry. Uh, someone in ophthalmology, uh, another one from public health, and then the last one from psychiatry. Uh, and as a bargaining team, we started meeting in October, and it's been almost weekly. I think we missed a week or two in there. But we've been meeting uh, pretty much weekly to take those 65 items, uh, and we've uh, gone through a process of reducing them down to about 17 topic areas. Uh, and now what we've been doing in the last uh, couple of weeks uh, and, and the sessions that we've had with the bargaining team is to be taking those 17 topic areas and turning them into contract language, uh, which is really a kind of a rebuilding process. So we're up to uh, uh, many, many pages of bargaining proposals now, um, and each one of them fitting into one of those 17 topic areas. At this point, it's very detailed. Yeah. And there's just a couple things I want to highlight from that story, which, which hopefully our listeners got a chance to really focus on. So you'd mentioned that we had these surveys to get priorities from the residents. This is key. So we're a union. We represent our members. The only way we know what our members want is through things like surveys. And that's really what drove the asks, the 17 asks that we yes. put forward to the government. And yeah, we were working pretty hard. I remember I famously said on this podcast that I played volleyball three times a week, but that definitely stopped when I put my <laughs> hand up and volunteered for the negotiations committee. You've been a great help. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been really interesting and a, a really rewarding experience for me personally up to this point. I, I can't speak for the other three committee members, but definitely with yourself, the legal team, and the rest of the committee, we've definitely tried to best represent the priorities of the residents and yeah, our 92-page document that has uh, all the asks that we're going to be making to the provincial government certainly is a, a labor of love and frustration at this point. Yeah. But I think that kind of brings us through the preparations. Yeah, and, and Jeff, you know, I, my thanks really has been uh, to the overall membership for supplying the information that they did, and, and in particular to the bargaining team, um, to have the app, the detail that has been brought forward in terms of day-to-day -day problems and what actually happens uh, when you go to apply the collective agreement um, has been absolutely invaluable. So it's, been, it's yeah. been a good process to this point. And as I said earlier, I'm very pleased with where we uh, have ended up uh, in terms of our preparation. I think For we've sure. got a good package sure. and, and it's well thought through. And you know, Harry, that actually reminds me, I should take a moment actually to thank everyone in my phone contacts because I think I've texted, harassed, emailed, called pretty much every resident I've met throughout my three years as a resident here in British Columbia. And I, I do want to just say thank you to everyone who took the time to reply to all my various questions uh, because it really did help inform the information I was able to bring to the bargaining committee. So uh, I like to think that I'm not personally just speaking as a physiatry resident. I'm speaking as a physiatry resident with a big phone contact book that I've been using extensively. So thank you to everyone who's responded to me over the last six to eight months. But yeah, that, that kind of brings us to today. And today is really the reason we wanted to do this negotiations update was to let everyone know that the process really is beginning. The party really is starting. Yeah. So where are we at now? So we, um, 
we're just about to start into the actual negotiations themselves. So that is sitting across from the employer and starting to go through our proposals. Our first date, I believe, is January 21st. Prior to that, uh, what we have done, that is uh, the chief negotiator, who's a labor lawyer, uh, Tony Glavin is his name, and myself have met with the uh, employer uh, chief negotiators, there's two of them, uh, and discussed kind of the detail of how you're going to go through negotiations or how we are going to do that. Um, This is in order to make the negotiations as efficient as possible. So the kind of thing that you, that we talk about is, you know, what in, what data do you need to collect and, and what, what do you need from us? What do we need from you in terms of data? Um, what's the order that we're going to be addressing, uh, the, the 17 items? What's the most sense to kind of package them together into some sub areas? So we've been going, dealing with that kind of detail. Uh, in terms of getting the negotiations going, um, all with the aim of making it as efficient as possible. I'm, I'm One of the things I'm very conscious of is taking the time of the bargaining committee. They've been very generous with their time to this point. Uh, but when we get into negotiations, I want uh, every day to be as meaningful as it can be. Um, when I've been talking with the uh, employer group, they are um, very aware of the Public Sector Employers Council, PSEC is the acronym for that, um, mandate that's out there. Um, as you've probably seen in the newspaper in the last little while, the nurses have settled, um, as have the paramedicals, uh, and uh, earlier this year, the community group settled. And they've all been settling on uh, what really is a pattern of uh, 2% in each one of the three years of the collective agreement. And I fully anticipate that that's what we are going to be uh, met with, and that's certainly what they've been um, indicating to us when we go and meet with them. Um, what we've been doing, uh, Tony and myself have been doing, is looking at ways that we can get across our concerns and get our concerns addressed um, and find ways that we can do that, um, recognizing that that the employer is going to have to uh, pay attention to that PSEC mandate. And I think we've found some ways already. Um, obviously, uh, we'll have to see what happens when we actually get in front of the employer and just um, how we can move through that. But I'm, I'm starting to see a pathway through to some of the issues that we're going to be raising. Yeah, now here you give us a lot of detail there. And again, I'm just going to try and highlight some what I think are really interesting points. So on the 21st, that's when we really start. That's when our first negotiating day is. Uh, I think it's important for residents to know that you will be represented by a really experienced legal counsel in Tony Glavin. He's our lawyer. He's been doing health negotiations for a long time here in the province. Yourself, you have a wealth of experience as well, both on both sides of the table when it comes to contract negotiations for public sector employers. But you will also have a resident in the room but don't worry, the residents aren't going to be let loose and wild. Tony is our chief negotiator. Uh, we're just there for backup as needed. And that all kind of starts on the 21st. So I think that's interesting to know. We'll be trying to provide updates throughout the process, but it's obviously not something you can talk about publicly in the midst of the process. So don't expect lots of podcasts with day-by-day updates about exactly what we talked about all day long. First of all, that'd be immensely boring. And secondly, it's just not something we're able to do. The other thing you mentioned was PSEC. If you haven't heard of PSEC, I'd recommend you listen to our first negotiations update or watch it on YouTube, highly reviewed, 5 out of 5. But that negotiations update explains what PSEC is, this public sector employee council and what that all means and what this whole 2% thing is. 
uh, I just think it's important for residents to know that the pattern we've been seeing is the government wants a three-year collective agreement, so an agreement that lasts for three years, and each year they're willing to give a 2% raise on your salary. I will openly admit that that's unfortunate for us as residents because it still puts us in a position that we are financially disadvantaged when compared to the rest of the country. But we do also have to respect and understand the environment in which we work and live. So that's kind of the start of the negotiations process, but we're trying to find ways to look beyond 2%. Right. Which, to be fair, some of the other unions have, such as the nurses. Yep. So, and, and I'm sure we're going to find some ways uh, that we can um, uh, improve on that 2%, but also to improve the lives of uh, residents generally. Um, mm-hmm. And again, we've been working very hard on that. Uh, so we start January 21st. Um, we've got uh, several dates in January and then at the moment uh, a couple more dates in February. Um, if we don't get uh, – we'll know better how well we're progressing by the end of this month, by the end of January. Um, and if we need more dates, uh, certainly um, we would be looking at um, dates in the first couple of weeks of March. I think would probably be the next landing spot. So Right. So in terms of when you'll hear back from us – I would say middle of March is probably a conservative or a reasonable time period. Yeah. And at that point, we hope to have uh, an agreed upon agreement that we then bring to you, that you, the resident, get to vote on. If you feel like it's a good agreement, you can say yes. And if you feel like you'd like a different agreement, you can say no and send us back to the bargaining table. But that's kind of the timeline here. Negotiate for three months, then the membership gets a say. If they say yes, we have a new contract and this is all over and done with, I can go back to playing volleyball. Exactly. (laughs) Just in time for summer. (laughs) Just in time for summer. Well, I guess, I mean, that kind of wraps it up for today. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to bring forward. Thank you. Uh, No, again, my thanks to the bargaining committee because they really have put in uh, just a tremendous effort. So thank you to them all. Yeah. And and of course, thank you to everyone who's helped us along the way. But, you know, you really are helping yourself too as a resident. Uh, If you have any further questions and you see me around VGH, of course, you're welcome to bump into me and ask some questions. And if you ever happen to be at GF Strong, my real home site, then feel free to talk to me there as well. Anyways, thank you for now. And I guess that's negotiations update number two. Thanks so much, Jeff. Bye for now. That about does it for this episode of the Pulse Podcast. We'll be back with some more episodes in the near future. I have another episode in our food series that I think is really awesome. I'm really excited to put that one out. And we're going to have an episode about Christmas as a resident. Or I should say more generally, holidays as a resident. I'm pretty excited for that one too. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you soon. In terms of upcoming events, the Division of Family Practice is hosting a third annual career fair on the 23rd of January, which you're welcome to attend. If you're interested, be sure to check our website. And beyond that, we also have a blood drive going on here at RDBC. So if you haven't heard, check out our website, but we're looking for residents to donate blood. We've got a bit of friendly competition going on between all the different residency groups out there. So yeah, if you think you have some blood that is worth donating, and we all do, Uh, Be sure to check that out. So thanks again for listening, and we will catch you soon. Bye for now.